We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's amazing. You think back on December the 3rd. Knicks were 10 and 13. They were struggling. Tom Thibodeau changed the rotation, cut it down to nine. They've obviously made additions with player like Josh Hart. And the Knicks keep on rolling. Let's freaking go. Okay. Woohoo. Oh, we're getting to some fun stuff now, man. This is um We'll talk about what real is, but this season is starting to feel pretty real. Um, this is a big win tonight. Uh, final score. I don't even know what the final score was. I should probably pay attention to those sorts of things. Uh, final score was 109.94. I don't think either team scored in like the last three minutes. That's fine. Uh, this is a big win over the Boston Celtics at home. I know the Boston Celtics did not have Jalen Brown. Um they didn't really have Jason Tatum either tonight. Six of 18, 14 points, uh, nine assists, as my good friend Bernardo Zorowski just texted to our Knicks uh, text thread. Uh, Tatum kind of quit on his team. Um, I don't know how else to say it there, but that this is not a Celtics post game. We'll let them uh, talk about that. So, yeah, no, no Brown, bad Tatum, and the Celtics shot nine of 42 from deep for a 21% conversion rate. I, without looking it up, I have to think that's one of the three or four worst conversion rates they've had from deep in a game this season. Some of that was the Knicks. Some of that was just some misses. There was a sequence that I'm thinking of in particular midway through the fourth quarter where uh, back-to-back misses on pretty good looks from Mike Muscala. And I think Hauser had the second one. Either of those go down. I mean, I think the first one would have made it a seven point game. Another one would have made it, uh, would have been a nice momentum shift. They didn't make them. They didn't make a lot of threes tonight. You know why, though? I don't feel bad about this win at all. A uh, couple reasons. First reason, Knicks won by 15. So it's not like they had to eke a game out in which the Celtics shot like shit and Brown wasn't there and uh, and Tatum didn't play particularly well. That's the first reason. Second game. Second reason, this Celtics team is... Deep in a way that few NBA teams are deep. They are deep. I don't know if it's oversimplistic to say they have legitimate NBA depth. Like, what what does that even mean? But, like, I don't know if anybody else watched the game they played against the Milwaukee Bucks. um, What was it? About three weeks ago? Before the All-Star break. uh, Two, three weeks ago, in which they were trotting out their, like, B-minus, C-plus squad. And I think they took the Bucks to overtime. Um, they almost beat the Bucks. Like, you know, Malcolm Brogdon 
guy. I don't think he ever made an all-star team to just below an all-star level player. And you at his best. And you saw that tonight. Uh, Marcus Smart could still get after it. Derek White has been playing out of his mind. He didn't shoot that well tonight, but he's been playing out of his mind for a while now. Like they have real NBA talent. Um, like guys who would be third, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth guys on a lot of teams that for them are like further down the totem pole. So that's the second reason I don't feel bad. Third reason I don't feel bad. Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett coming into the season. Thought those were our third, three best players. I think maybe. Uh, you could probably swap out one of those names for another name that we're going to talk about shortly. Um, tonight, those three players went a combined, do some quick fun math in my head, 15 for 26, 36, 42. 15 for 42 from the field. Um, Barrett um, saved for a stretch in the end of the second quarter, which was very important. I don't want to, don't, get me wrong, that was a very big stretch in which he helped give the momentum back to the Knicks after the Celtics had really violently taken it away from them and threatened to make this a very different game going into the second half. Uh, Barrett's push there at the end of the second quarter was big. Other than that, though, he was terrible. Um, Jalen Brunson, I thought, actually was the best of the three, and he shot four of 12. Um, not a great Brunson game. And Julius Randle had the best numbers, 23.7 rebounds, four assists, um, I don't know. I didn't feel like this was a great Randall game. I didn't particularly love Randall's process in this game. Made the right pass when it was there to be made. Uh, commend him for, with maybe one or two exceptions, making the pass out of the double team pretty quickly, doing the, all those sorts of things. But other than that, you know, we've seen great Randall games of late. This was not a great Julius Randall game. If anything, it was a good, you know, decent to good Julius Randall game. So our three guys, our top, again, suppose the top three, didn't show up. Who did show up? And I'm, I'm going to feel bad because I, I would love to just name everybody else who played, but there's four names in particular that deserve some commemoration with a, with a tip of the cap to Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, I thought, came in, played some nice minutes, made three or four from the field. His three-pointer in the fourth quarter was very big. Um, so I don't want to diminish Obi Toppin, but slightly below the other four names I'm going to mention. I don't even know what order I'm supposed to mention these guys in. I will go... Mitchell Robinson and Emmanuel quickly one, two in some order. And yet that diminishes the games had by Quentin Grimes and Josh Hart. All four of those dudes tonight showed why the Knicks are a team that needs to be reckoned with because like Julius Randle is an all-star. He's playing at an all-star. He's actually really honestly might be playing at an all NBA level. Um, Jalen Brunson, I don't, I don't care uh, what was ended up being decided um, in terms of the All Star. He's an All Star too. Should have been an All Star. It's going to look pretty silly that he wasn't an All Star when all is said and done. Um, like those two guys are going to do what they do for the most part, I think, down the stretch of the season, most games. But to be able to get production and impact, it's the only word you could use. It's the only word that fits impact, high level impact in a way that makes the opponent feel you in a way that is discouraging and deflating and defeating. That's Mitchell Robinson when Mitchell Robinson is going right. 
And boy, was he going right tonight. I think I, I man, decide trying to decide between him and Emmanuel quickly is I, I'm going to have a tough time awarding a, a three-star player tomorrow because quickly again, like how many times have I gotten on here? And I've, I've said, I feel like I've said this about Brunson and I feel like I've said this about quickly. I've run out of things to say because what Emmanuel quickly comes in and does game after game. After, I mean, Brunson will have a bad game every now and then in which he's like not his usual all-star self. Emmanuel quickly seems incapable of having bad games. You know, this is a guy who started off the season in the first 20 ish games of the year, 15, 20 ish games where you're like, man, you know, these trade rumors are ridiculous, but like, come on guys. Um, It's Emmanuel quickly. There's still some potential here. There's still a lot of talent here. We remember what this guy did over the last two years. And then since then, I, I I don't know what switch flipped. I mean, I think I really, it's just him making shots. That's really all it is. Right. Um, 23 points tonight. Um, the two six men of the year candidates were the two best players in, in, in this game with a hat tip to Mitchell Robinson, because Brogdon was excellent as well. Quickly had 23 on seven of 13 shooting. Brogdon had 22 on 10 of 16 shooting. Uh, two assists, two rebounds for Brogdon, two assists, three rebounds for Quickly, uh, and four of seven from deep for Manuel Quickly. I, 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 again, I don't know what more you say about this player. Just you feel him when he is out there, makes every little play, makes a lot of big plays. Um, so great game from him. Mitchell Robinson, man, uh, Hardenstein's been playing great last bunch of weeks, about probably about a month now. Not a great Hardenstein game today. Uh, Mitch made up for it. Um, more than made up for it. Uh, the, the Celtics, and again, you know, it's funny how Mitch tends to get up for these games against guys he's been compared to or he measures himself with against in the past. Guys like DeAndre Ayton, he always gets up for the Ayton games. Um, and Robert Williams, I think, is another one. And we saw that tonight. Um, and I already mentioned Josh Hart and Quentin Grimes. Hart, I mean, th- this is this is just what Josh Hart does. The, the the reaction to the Tatum ejection was just A plus gold standard stuff. And then uh, I'm going to save the best, not the best for last, but uh, the the maybe the most meaningful for last because Quentin Grimes, with the addition of Josh Hart. With Emmanuel quickly emerging as this, I mean, let's just say it, this team's third best player. Um, I'm not sure it's close. Like Grimes has, I'm not gonna say Grimes has gotten pushed to the side, but like there was a point in the like late in the first half where I don't think Grimes had a shot attempt, and I think either Benji or Tom uh, Piccolo tweeted out about it. Like, um, hey guys, you know maybe run an action get Grimes going downhill and he has gotten marginalized and he does get lost in the offense when you have these ball dominant guys. And then you got either RJ out there or quickly out there or both of them out there. You know, there's always multiple guys on the floor. So Grimes can get lost in the sauce and it's unfair to say, okay, well then make your impact felt in other ways. But the reality, that's reality of life as a role player in the NBA. And that's always going to be probably, well, maybe famous last words, but probably what Quentin Grimes is always going to be. It's a question of, can he be an elite role player? And what we saw him do tonight was being an elite role player um, for that stretch in the, um, make sure I'm I, I, again, these games run together after I do them. Uh, yeah. In the third quarter, uh, 
where Grimes was the most important player on the floor, making extra passes, putting the ball on the ground, uh, def- and defensively, that stop on the fast break, making Derek White double pump, the whole thing. Uh, it's just great stuff. It's just really great stuff. Um, so big win, big performances from all those guys. Um, I there's look, there's gonna be a lot of t- <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of things said in this post game, and I I just want to I want to get out ahead of it. And last thing I'll say before we get to uh, the uh, personal injury report moment of the game, Andrew, I'm gonna need your help for moment of the game because I this is one of those ones where it's like you, you anticipate the Knicks are gonna play a close game down the stretch, and then when they don't, it's like oh wait, we have to dig a little deeper for the moment of the game. So Andrew, be ready for that. But last thing I want to say, I understand that there is some dissonance, dissonance, excuse me, to on one hand be like, the Knicks are real. This is a real team. This is a real, this is a real squad. Um, they're good. Maybe not contender good, but they're like one notch down from contender good. And they need to be taken seriously and they could beat almost any team on any given night. If that, uh, if you know, unless they're playing a great team, that's really like firing on all cylinders or most cylinders. Knicks are going to be able to beat any team on any given night. Um, That's important. So why am I still going to sit here and be like, I I don't know if this team is going to be able to win a playoff series. And like, I still, I'm still just like, let's get into the playoffs. Two reasons. One, the depth of the Eastern Conference. I, I again, Miami beat Philly tonight. Um, Atlanta as a new coach, they're going to get a new coach bump. They're talented. Like those two teams are still there, and that's even I haven't even mentioned the Nets, who like okay, they're a half game back now. You like that? Uh, I'm not as worried about the Nets as I am about the Heat and the Hawks. Like I, I am. This is just me. I'm not willing to bury those two teams to the point where I'm like, oh yeah, there's no way that that you know, both of them are going to catch the Knicks. So like, I'm still very much on the, Hey, let's make the playoffs. Um, if we get the fourth or the fifth seed, great, but let's just get in there. But more to the point in terms of why, regardless of where they slot in, if they could make a real push and somehow get to fourth, um, which I don't know if I believe that's going to happen, but more likely fifth or sixth, like why can't they win a playoff series? It just so happens that, three of the best four teams maybe in the NBA this year. And you could kind of make an argument that four of the best five, maybe four of the best six teams in the league, the Grizzlies have had a weird year. Um, At worst, four of the best six teams in the league play in the Eastern Conference. And like, you know, we don't, we could get into discussions about like, well, are the Knicks really better than the Warriors or the Clippers or like I, I guess the Mavs if they ever get their shit together. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting another Western Conference team or two that you know you can't really fully count out if they're healthy and engaged and things are going well. Like based on how they've played this year, the Knicks have played like no worse than I think the eighth best team in the league. You know because I, I do want to give respect to Sacramento. I know the Knicks passed Sacramento in net rating. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, always looking at that net rating, uh, which will go up tonight. But so like six, seventh, like the Knicks have been. Yeah, one of the best seven or eight teams in the league this year. And yet because of the conference they play in and because of how top heavy that conference is and how just stacked those teams are, 
And again, if you think I'm not giving enough credit to the Knicks and I'm like being too respectful of a team like Boston or Philly or, or Milwaukee, like again, the Celtics were missing Brown tonight. Tatum had a terrible game. And I don't know about you guys. My heart was in my throat until two minutes left. That team's ferocious and they're good and and they usually shoot better tonight. So like, I think it's just kind of one of those years. All that being said, man, let's ride. Let's keep riding the wave. Six games in a row. It's their second winning streak of as many games a season following the eight game winning streak. Like that's not easy to do. I think these next two games are important. Nets game and heat game. Really want to get that heat game. Really want to get that heat game. If we if we ride into that heat game, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm not even gonna say it. I don't want to get ahead of myself. No, 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 no. I've listened to you hedge for the last five minutes about how we're not as good as this team and we should still be afraid of this team that's behind us and all the, the, the warriors who are worse than us and all these Western conference teams who have tripped over their feet for most of the season. The Knicks have done nothing but overperformed. Now they're clicking, taking the well, best record in the NBA out to trash and we're hedging tonight. No, we're overreacting I, tonight and smoking on the Boston pack. Let's can go. I, can I, are we sure they've overperformed? For maybe the they're actually, for the most of the year, yes. And then or, or, or maybe they're actually just good. Okay. And they've always been good. And Jalen Brunson just is this good. And Julius Randle just is this good. And Emmanuel quickly is this good. You want to tell me getting Mitch back and then the Josh Hart edition? Now we're more we're in a different class because of that. That that I'll give you. That'll yes, you. that's what I'm talking about. We're not hedging about how Atlanta well, has a new coach and now we have to worry about them. Look, because it, Tobias Harris scored two points in 35 minutes. I have to be afraid of the heat now. If you if you really want to screw around and get nuts, we could talk about the Dallas game, the second Dallas game, or uh-huh. the Bulls game, or let one of those Brunson game winning attempts go in between what was it, Memphis, Milwaukee, and it was by Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's another game that I'm forgetting. So, like, give them three or four. Yeah, more a rebound winning. against the Clippers, John. A rebounding attack. Thank you. Yeah. There's another one I'm forgetting. A rebound against the Clippers. A rebound against Dallas. A free throw and, against Chicago. All these other m- and, marginal victories that and they could have we had. Were, if we were sitting here talking about one of four teams in the league with 40 wins, which, again, they're 36 and 27 right now. <laughs> Look, man, look, it's all good. Uh, it's all good stuff. It really is. Yes. I mean, it, it, it's a it's a good team that is playing well and playing together, and they know who they are. They know exactly who they are. I talk about a team that knows what it has to do to win. This team knows mm. exactly what it has to do to win to win at both ends of the court, and they are playing on self. For as much as they don't give, get a lot of assists, they are a very unselfish team. Give them credit for that too. Um, and they came out and they meant it tonight. They played to win. Uh, you want to do uh, so personal injury report. You want to get this one out of the way. Weiss and Rosebloom, man, Barry, I love you. I'm sorry. I mean, I know you're happy because they're 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 healthy and they're playing well. But we, we have to speed through these personal injury reports, Barry. Uh, Barry Weiss, still still a good friend. If you have a case or you think you might have a case, call Weiss and Rosebloom today. Him and his lovely wife, Amy. Um, 212-366-6100. Again, Weiss and Rosenblum, personal injury attorneys, 212-366-6100. You could also visit com for more information. If you think you have a case, potential case, anything, give them a call. They'll give you an fr- absolutely free consultation. They'll give you the time of day and more. Um, and if you want to hire an attorney, go with a veteran, not a rookie. So yeah, no injuries. Yeah, there uh, is. No injury. What? Boston Pride was injured tonight, John. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
Did you not watch the same game I did? The Knicks won like wire to wire by multi, by double digits, basically. How many t- against the number one team in the NBA? The number w- record the number one wise. team in the NBA record wise that was yes. missing its uh, possible All NBA. Yes, they are worse on the floor with J- with Jalen Brown. I, Shout out uh, advanced stats. I got. Kids happened, so I did not get a chance to tweet out your pregame show. It, mm-hmm. I, I loved that part of the discussion. I loved the coach discussion, mm-hmm. of course. That was for you, the- by the way. <laughs> I love the, the Jalen Brown advanced stats discussion. Jalen Brown's good. With, you know, He's good. good. They, You just said it. They're three quote-unquote best players. The next three big guys, yep. the mid-three, whatever you... I can't even call them the mid-three anymore. They're, don't call them that high, anymore. Higher up the... Don't, don't, the Go to Chicago with that mid three garbage, by the way. The mid three yeah. nickname in New York has been retired. As far as I'm concerned, Brunson had to struggle through some of the tightest uh, Boston double teams throughout the night. Um, Julius, like you're right, his process wasn't there because they were throwing doubles at him. And we yeah. saw a different thing that we didn't see two years ago against Atlanta when they did the exact same thing. He was splitting the double. Like yeah. my first He's moment of the, the right game play. as we switched to it, my. Honestly, my nominee for moment of the game tonight. Yeah, um, let's get let's get to moment of the game. What are your nominees? Julius have- gets doubled. He splits it. He dribbles to the key, and because Boston is lost on the switch because they usually switch everything, yeah. they have no idea who's guarding Josh Hart. And I don't know what Jason Tatum was complaining about, but Josh Hart is wide open in the corner for three after a Julius Randle three. He then complains and gets his assist. Path- well, wait. What I said after a Julius Randle three. No, said. Julius Randle hits Josh Hart in the corner for yes. three. Yes. Okay. And then Jason Tatum wants a head start on traffic because it's snowing outside and heads heads to the showers instead. And so the three by Josh Hart that led to the reaction that led to the ejection is my first nominee for moment. That's a good game. one. Can we do? Um, man, this is so because there's a lot of good ones. Uh, I want to say mm, there was a really good the Grimes. I you know what I, I can we nominate the Grimes defensive play on Derek White to stop the fast yeah, break and then sure. and then I think Grimes on I don't know if it was the next possession or maybe one after that Grimes either got an assist for a three or made a three himself. But Grimes in that sequence that started with the defense on on Derek White um, again that was back in the third quarter, and then for the last one, gotta be we Mitch. got a heart. Ra- what? Got to do something with Mitch. Yes, I have the play too. So Which one? During the fourth quarter, there was a stretch where Boston had cut it to nine, and I was legitimately like, okay, they haven't cut oh, it below this the entire game. Brogdon goes up for a layup. Mitch blocks it. Knicks come down the other end. Sprints. The Mitch formula sprints down the formula that's worked all year. Yep. Knicks miss a shot. Elite Mitchell Robinson offensive rebound puts yep. back. Knicks aren't below double digits the rest of the game. Yep. Yeah. I thought, and look, there's an underrated one that we're not going to add. And look, I'll say it. So you don't get in trouble for talking about the coach and waxing poetic about the coach. When RJ had a, a sequence in the fourth quarter, that was less than pleasing cause timeout. <laughs> And I thought on the other side of the timeout, uh, Brunson and Randall were coming back in. He stuck with Obi. And then the Knicks went on a 7-0 run outside of the other timeout, outside of the timeout, because I thought Obi was playing well. I thought he was closing out on the threes really well. Boston did shoot horribly from three tonight, but I thought the Knicks also got out in their closeouts 
really well. And I thought yeah, Obi no, had a good, lot to do with it. So there was some good defense for sure. So as a result, Sticky rewarding Obi for playing solidly so that way Julius didn't immediately have to come back into the game. I just it's not a moment of the game, it's an observation where I was like, oh, that actually might change the momentum here because now Julius can come back with six and a half minutes left instead of eight and a half minutes left. And those two minutes might matter. So those are my um, three nominees for moment of the game, though. Yeah. Uh Tibbs doesn't need anybody's praise. He doesn't give a shit. Okay, well, I'm going to give it to him anyway, if, if that's okay. Uh, just you can do personally. it. Yes, I'll do it's it. Fine. I, every, top down. This is a, a, a an organizational win. The, the guy that they traded for, the guy that they took 25th overall two years ago, three years ago, and Emmanuel quickly. That's a great call. Yeah. An organizational win. And can I just say one last thing? And I'm getting ahead of myself here. But... You know, I was listening to who was listening. I was listening to Wendy's pod today, and they were talking about uh, the situation in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, they were talking about the situation in Dallas. And you could go through all the way down the line about different situations around the league this year where there is either out somewhere between outright dysfunction and just like things are not things are not gelling. And this. There's been a lot of fun poked at this front office for, you know, the CAA mafia thing Mm -hmm. and like trying to make this into like some kind of basketball family. Like this is the pros guys. You can't do it this way. They have seemingly stumbled upon something. This is a group of guys that seem to like playing with each other. They play for each other. There seems to be. Um, you want to talk about resilience, how resilient have they been all year long? And like, I think I, I, again, and this is something I cannot know from the outside. And I don't think any person outside of the locker room could possibly know, but they strike me as a team that it would not surprise me if they were very honest. And it was, it, there was a very open policy as far as like, we're going to call out what's going on. Like it is. And we're going to like, that's how we're going to be account, how we're going to stay accountable because I don't know how you can function the way that they function without that. And that is a credit to the front office for, again, what maybe seems like a crazy idea with the CAA stuff and like maybe Kentucky guys and now Villanova guys and the whole thing, but it worked. And, um, you know, they, they, they allow themselves to be coached uh, as well, which is a nice thing. Look at the beginning of the year when we were, depending on Derrick Rose for minutes, Evan Fournier for minutes and two veterans. And like, I'll even throw him in this Cam Reddish. The three guys that lost their jobs didn't hear a peep. We heard like inklings from people around them, but we didn't hear a peep. That's culture. Like the other night, seeing them chant for Derrick Rose to come in the game and the way that the the bench reacted to also get Derrick Rose in the game. They're in love with the veteran that might've seen the last time he has dependable minutes in in the nba and it doesn't it just like doesn't matter it's part of the formula everybody wants to be part of what's going on right now and like as we now pivot to the super chats a lot of other people are excited to be a part of what's going on right now over 1500 people watching right now live on our post game show thank you everybody for tuning in uh john let's smoke on the boston pack tonight let's get excited if you can't be excited about this basketball team i don't know um i don't know what we're doing because this is this is the fun part. Um, this is the fun part. Let's get into it. Come on. 
For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100, or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 
15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool65 and use code Filmschool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool65 and code Filmschool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Robert Cross, I was hoping... I was hoping we'd start here. First time, long time, John. What do you think of Mitchell Robinson telling Tatum to take his trash elsewhere? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag 53 wins. Robert, I don't know if you've been necessarily leading the Mitch bandwagon. There have been those who I think probably deserve that designation more than you, but you've been you've been in the in the passenger seat. Uh, you've been right there. So take your bow on Mitchell Robinson. This team is built around his skill set. Wisely so, because he's been bringing it this year. Easily the most consistent year of his career uh, when he's out there, when he's been healthy. And uh, let's hope he stays healthy because it's important. Thank you, Robert. Uh, another, I Andrew is cluing me into the fact that this is going to be a very Robert Cross-centric start to the, the Super Chats. Uh, Robert Cross, it's your boy, John. What do you think of RJ's play to close out the second quarter? One of the keys of long-term success is resiliency. Hashtag 53 wins. My thought is that it saved the game in the moment. Uh, That was a very rough stretch. The Celtics went on a 12-0 run. That was a game. That was a game in every way. And there was a world where this game would have went into halftime um, tied or close. If RJ did not do what he did and RJ has these moments, it's which is why, you know, I thought the, you know, Benji's, you know, Undertaker gift was so perfect because that's RJ. Like you think he's dead and he comes back and he makes some of the most important plays of the game. All that being said, got to be better. He has to be better. He was not good tonight. Even with that stretch, he was not good. His play at the start of the fourth quarter was worrisome. Uh, as was his play in the the first quarter. Um, not why? Let me. That's a bad word. I'm not. Let me go back. It was not worrisome. It was just bad. Like I'm. I, yeah, I'm done being worried about RJ Barrett. RJ is going to be up and down until he's not anymore. And you just got to live with it. And hopefully he gets a little bit more consistent. Um, that's all I'm going to say. But big stretch. Robert Cross's next one. First time, long time, John. Remember the scuttle about trading IQ earlier this year? I do. Hashtag 53 wins. I will take the victory lap on that one because I dedicated how many freaking newsletters to writing 
some version of please, you idiots, do not trade Emmanuel quickly. And I'm happy I expended those words. Because, you know, if this is a team and I wrote about it for today's newsletter, I, I kind of I went there. You know, I, I, I took the bait. 1973 team was honored over the weekend. Uh, again, great job by Benji with that post game after the Pelicans win. Uh, but like, if this team becomes a team that we talk about in 20, 30, 40, 50, dare I say, years, hope I make it that long, Jesus. Um, uh, if it does, if it is, if it, if this grows into a special era of Knicks basketball, I just can't imagine. I can't wait to to think about how we're going to talk about Emmanuel quickly as just such a. I, and I hope he's here. You know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. It's you know, this is the NBA. Guys don't stick around for that long with one franchise. It's just so rare, unless you're a, you know, unless you're a star or superstar player. And even then, it's rare. Role players, you know, you don't. You know, we don't have Charlie Wards anymore, you know, who was with the Knicks for Knicks for 10 years. Um, like that just doesn't happen. Or, you know, Oakley or Starks or, you know, like it, it's you get your three, four, maybe five years and then you move. It's what makes Mitch so, in, you know, cool. It's been around for this is fifth season and I don't think he's going anywhere. I hope quickly he's here for a long time and I hope we get to root for him for a long time. Thanks, Robert. And last one, I believe, from Robert. It's your boy, John. You can continue to have wet dreams about Embiid. Uh, I would appreciate it if you do not talk about my wet dreams uh, on this on this podcast, in this, in this format, uh, Robert. Uh, there are children watching. Uh, I'm with Money Mitch all the way. He is a goddamn man. Hashtag 53 wins. Look, we'll have the Embiid conversation if and when it is time to have the Joel Embiid conversation. I, I will continue to think very highly of Joel Embiid and I hope very much that things go poorly for Philadelphia in the playoffs this year. I will just say that. They will. Don't worry. Um, so I actually have courtesy of Alex, Mr. From the land of enchantment. Oh, um, he got a super chat in this afternoon and YouTube did not have it saved. Um, when I showed up for the post game. So we go to the land of enchantment. Ra uh, John, read this one. Alex, is it fair and reasonable to say that I got my super chat in before Robert Eastern Conference Finals? Here we come. You're you damn ha you better. You're damn lucky they didn't lose this game because I would appoint to you for the jinx. But he I did it because the Knicks are good. Overreact tonight. Let's go. I, you're never going to get me to overreact. <laughs> I love this team so much. Emmanuel quickly for six man of the year. Hashtag Canyon of Heroes. Um, I love you, Alex. Thank you. You did get in before Robert Cross. Regarding Emmanuel quickly, six man of the year. Um, I was doing some trying to do some research on some different books. It, as best as I could tell, the odds moved from plus ten thousand to between plus no, sorry, plus yeah, ten thousand, right? Uh, to like plus six thousand to plus seven thousand in that range over the last like week. So, and he, that puts it, that may sound crazy, 60 or 70 to one odds. It does put him like fifth or sixth on the depth chart for six man of the year betting after um, Brogdon, who's the, the leader in the clubhouse, Powell, who is like plus 300. And then after that, you got guys like Portis and Russ is still up there on a few boards. And there's maybe one or two other players who I'm missing. And then you get to quickly. 
I, I think he's going to keep making a push. I, I'm, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd bet it. I don't think I'd bet it because I just like the notion that he could do enough to pass Brogdon. But if we're looking up and Brogdon finishes first and Emmanuel quickly finishes second in the six man of the year voting, I wouldn't, I'm not going to be surprised in the least. He's the third best player on the team. And anyone who's watched the team for any period of time this year knows he's the third best player on the You want to get, okay, you want to talk to me about Mitchell Robinson? Okay. Mitch also missed a bunch of time. Whereas Emmanuel quickly, when other guys were missing time, had to step up into their roles. And nobody wears more hats on this team and maybe any team in the in the NBA than, than uh, Emmanuel quickly. How's that for a reason to maybe vote for him? He does so much, plays with so many different guys, so many different lineups. His role changes within every game and between games, depending on who's there. Thanks, Alex. Dan Hidalgo, this is something entirely different than 2020. I agree. I think that this was the game that wakes up the national media. Vegas hasn't caught up yet. I know that much for sure. Uh, yeah, so the national media has started to wake up. Um, Wendy's usually good about this stuff. I mentioned him before. He talked about the Knicks uh, on his pod today and then went on TV and echoed the same sentiments, which were about that the Knicks are you know, going to make, once again, a very appealing destination for a star. Uh, you know, we'll see. Have that conversation when the time comes. Uh, in terms of being entirely different from 2020, absolutely. It's a better team. It's a better team. That was a, I mean, that year will go down as, I, I think, just a very strange year for a variety of reasons. And not to say that what the Knicks achieved in that year was like, fool's gold or wasn't real, but like at the same time, and we, I think we talked about it. Yeah. I talked about it with Jeremy on the pod from this Sunday um, before the nine game winning streak, which was like came with like, whatever what was it like 20 games to go in the year or some, some amount like f- more than 50 games into the season. They were an under 500 team, you know, like they, they were a gritty defensive unit that like, was still a bottom, very, very, very clearly a bottom eight offense. You know? Um, and it got a little bit better after Derrick Rose got there, and they were a very good offense for a stretch. But, like, they were still, you know, they weren't like this team. This team's a good... I mean, I forget... the. the I don't want to hear any discussions about, like, smoke and mirrors, about how the Knicks... The Knicks are a good offense. We're 60-plus games into the season. I, I'm, I, we'll get the updated ra- rankings from Andrew pretty soon. But they're a top eight offense in the league. You can't, that's, you can't smoke and mirrors that for 60 plus games. And the defense, I think we know what the defense is capable of when they're fully healthy. So, yeah, it's a better team. So it, I don't want to say it's not close because that's disrespecting that team, but I kind of feel like it's not close. Thanks, Dan. Jesse M. This felt like a get out of Dodge fast type of win. <laughs> I mean, coming down the stretch, watching that, this was, this was not. The best last five minutes. Uh, I am happy the lead what it was, what it was. And I am happy that oh, several threes in the last half of the fourth quarter did not go down. Uh, that's the thing. It's like a lot. Like they, Their execution was their execution to start the game was very good. And their execution in the third quarter, I thought was excellent. The third quarter, and that that was the third. That was the quarter that won them the game, right? The third quarter, the, the Celtics came out. The Celtics made some shots. The Celtics made their push. The Knicks withstood every punch 
that the Celtics gave them, and they gave, and they gave it right back. Which is why you could argue that of the ten most important plays of this game, six came in the third quarter. It felt like that watching. So great third, good start to the game, not great closeout, and I would say not like great execution throughout a, a lot of this game. So yeah, thanks Jesse, uh, Hamdi M. Thank you uh, for the contribution. There is a there is huge, and then there is huge. Got the Staten Island accent coming out of me now. Huge win. It's very big. It's but like again, how big is it really when we beat this team? So again, let's just kind of refresh because it does all tend to run together after a while. We beat this team in Boston with Jalen Brown. We also beat Cleveland right before that. The game right immediately before that. Uh, beat Miami, should have beat the freaking Clippers. Beat Philadelphia when they were fully healthy. Whoop them. Evan Fournier, thank you very much for participating. Um, and now they won this game. And you want to throw in a couple other games maybe, um, you know, that you want to qualify as as big wins. But just in that this last stretch since January 24th, so we're talking about essentially a month plus a couple of days. Some really big wins over quality opponents. So, yeah. Thanks, Andy. Animal Miles, can we say the Knicks are good now? Yeah, absolutely. That conversation's over. The Knicks are good. Alex with another one. I love this team. It's, it's so easy to love this team. And it's so funny because we are sitting here and it is... End of February, about to be the beginning of March. And not too long ago, I don't think you would have said that about, or I think maybe we would have said that, me and you, Alex, and, if, and some other people, and, you know, probably a lot of people watching this. I think this team was very frustrating to a lot of people. And I, I you know, well, obviously the coach had a lot to do with that and how they started this season and how long it kind of took them to get to where they arrived at. And, um, all of that stuff and like the Randall of it all, like it took it took a, a people time to embrace Randall again. Even you know, again, it sounds crazy to say now, but like the Laker game, the Laker game was a month ago, less than a month ago. Actually, no, exactly a month ago because this, we're sitting here and it's the second to last day of of um, February, and the Laker game was the last day of January, and that whole thing was fire the coach, trade trade Randall. You know, and they're obviously big parts of the team. It's coach and the, you know, the the nominal best player. Uh, so I I think in the last month things have really turned around, and um, that's cool. They deserve it because they work hard, and they're they are a good team. Robert Cross, good to see that you are well rested after your vacation. Now I, I I am I am well rested. I feel good. I'll be up late tonight, so hopefully it doesn't take all of the rest out of me that I got in Florida. But uh, happy to be up late tonight. Are you ready to concede the Knicks are a dark horse for the Eastern Conference Finals? Hashtag 53 wins. I love that you asked me the exact same freaking question that you asked Benji the other night. I'm going to give you the same answer. No. I just... Can they win a playoff series? Yeah. Yeah, sure. They could win a playoff series, especially if they get in that 4-5 spot. Can they beat Cleveland? Yeah, they can beat Cleveland. Will I pick them to beat Cleveland? Probably not. Can they beat Philly? Man, the breaks that it would take. But yeah, sure, maybe. 
you know, the James Harden of it all, uh, the Doc Rivers of it all, uh, you know, that. But then you do that. You, you're going to tell Andrew's Andrew in the chat here. They could win three playoff series. Yeah. Um, this Boston team and this and Milwaukee. It's, it's it, Here's the thing, Robert. It's Boston and Milwaukee. In my opinion, they are the two best teams in the league. I think it is a possibility that when fully healthy and engaged, they are the two best teams in the league and it might not be close. With a with a I still want to see what the hell Golden State can be when it gets healthy and like can they get their shit together? Um <clears throat> excuse me. But like they are so good. And you're gonna have to beat one of those two teams to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals in all likelihood. And that's where I'm just like, man. And I understand we've beaten Boston the last two times. I get it. I get it. I get it. I think we match up pretty well with them. I think we could beat them a game, two games, three. But to to knock that team out in a seven-game series, man, God. Can't get there yet, Robert. I wish I could. I wish I could. That boy, can you throw it in my face if I'm wrong? Oh, my God. Here's Andrew again. Andrew's not going to let me live tonight down. Oh, I didn't realize I was on. Hi, hi, John. Um, by the way, I just texted you something. Can you tell everybody what it is? Got my phone here. Mm-hmm. Get the old okay. This appears to be a betting slip. Yes, for the Knicks to win a five dollar wager. Can I say? Is that okay? That I yeah, said that? five bucks. Yeah, for the Knicks to win the Eastern Conference. Yeah, you're getting forty two hundred. So you're getting four hundred twenty to one odds. Did I read that correctly? Basically, yeah. Five bucks to win two fifteen. No, so then that, so that can't be four hundred twenty. It's probably four forty two to one ten. Whatever, forty two to one odds. The point being, to one odds is still pretty money good. where money where my mouth is. I'm I'm here to overreact tonight. Um, my only question: Should I have bet more, or should I also have bet the finals? You should have bet more money on them making the finals. Okay. No, no, no. To win the finals, I'm saying. I think you should have bet more way, money on them to make the finals. Should we start? Um, well, this is a bet for them to make the finals, obviously. Yes, you should have bet more um, than $5. Should we start planning out the content plan for... Sorry, everybody hates that I use the word content. Our What we're going to do plan um, when they win the champions. Like, uh, Do we want to see about a float on the Canyon of Heroes? Or do you want to be, be at City Hall and meet everybody there? Or... It's plus 11,000 when the finals. You know what? Fuck it. Here's five bucks. Maybe we could rent a rooftop. Screw it. Sorry. Screw it. Bleep it. My bad. Rent a rooftop. Go ahead. Rent a rooftop around City Hall so we could have the watch party from atop. Like, um, maybe the, maybe the, um, the Woolworth building would be willing to rent out one of their top floors. Uh, it's pretty close. You could probably get some good views there. Adding it to the notes and we'll, we'll make it happen. Don't worry, Robert. We'll make sure you're there too. Let's get, let's get on that. We'll fly Robert in. I will personally fly Robert in if the Knicks win the championship. 